You're listening to Marcus Sahaba Online Radio Podcast. Alhamdulillah, medical files. We have a galaxy, galaxy of medical experts that we bring in. And Alhamdulillah, someone that has resonated so brilliantly on the platforms of Marcus Sahaba, the voice of the Al-Sunnah wal-Jama'ah, is Yusuf Mali, who is an archer, who is a, a broadcaster, who is a producer. He's also uh, someone that is uh, very well well drilled in uh, alternative medicine is also someone uh, that uh, is a powerful herbalist and so forth and uh, let me welcome him and you the astute listeners of Marka Sahaba with a hearty assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh and how are you doing uh, this evening my beloved uh, Yusuf Amali wa alaikum assalam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh alhamdulillah bikulli hal we say shukr for Allah for all the beauties the bounties and all the love that Allah shares with us with each and every day, and alhamdulillah, I feel that love coming over the air, uh, airwaves via your voice, and subhanallah, may Allah make our interaction uh, blessed and uh, uh, beneficial to those who are listening, inshallah, ameen. You know, Yusuf, uh, it is so true, you say that uh, that uh, you and I, we've met each other, we have embraced and celebrated each other, and alhamdulillah, you know what we have, uh, because on the, uh, when it comes to an Islamic uh, platform, you have to be on the straight and narrow. It is not like any other platform where you know they can just say anything and do what they want to do. But on an Islamic platform, you have to be on the straight and, and narrow. Your thoughts? Subhanallah, Shafat, when we talk about being Muslim, we're talking about being straight arrows. And it's not being a bent arrow or not being bending in any way. So, subhanallah, everything on the straight and narrow. So, subhanallah, when we look at that and uh, we follow that example uh, of uh, the most beautiful emissary that Allah has sent of beloved Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, we have a duty to fulfill. Uh, we have a goal. We have um, uh, an icon that we need to emulate. So, subhanallah. So, uh, definitely, if we want to uh, receive Allah's blessings and love and uh, the salutations of our beloved Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, most definitely we need to be of uh, that exemplary nature. Uh, it's, we are not there to uh, be a facade. We are not there to bamboozle people. We are there to show the character, the integrity that is the love of the Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. So if we all follow that example, then uh, who can fault us? Because we are the ambassadors of Islam. We are Islam. So the minute a person looks at us and meets us as Muslims, true mu'min, people that believes in Allah, in Allah's uh, uh, beauty, Allah's uh, abundant in uh, uh, creative wonders that Allah has blessed us with. And we as Muslims and mu'min are thankful and grateful for that. So uh, unlike when you see a lot of, how uh, can I say, those who are kafir, those who do not follow, who do not believe there is an Allah. So when we talk about individuals like that, they will want to try and size up a reality. They want to put science behind it. They want to uh, give a science the godly aspect of uh, be a, uh, being able to value what is Allah. So subhanAllah, there is no way we can do that. That's why as Muslims, we are so unique. And Alhamdulillah, when we meet on a platform uh, that celebrates that uniqueness, Alhamdulillah, it is but only beneficial for those who listen and beneficial for all those who want to learn and want to understand the ni'mah, the love that Allah has created for us. Uncle Shafat? 
No, absolutely, uh, Yusuf. You said that uh, well and so eloquently, and I do agree with uh, every pointer that you made, and Allah bless you for that. And, and the beauty is uh, that in our interactions, we know we're talking to our fellow brothers and sisters, and uh, we're doing uh, the programs purely for the pleasure of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and to conscientize uh, the ummah. And whatever answer we give, uh, uh, you know, we try and keep it very, very, very close on the on the, on the close and narrow and Islamically, you know, we go through our various uh, scholars to see that, you know, this is uh, uh, compliant and it's, uh, you know, Sharia compliant and so forth. Uh, moving on, I'm looking at uh, the questions because uh, as I put your composite out uh, and, uh, you know, all these um, messages have come through, questions have come through, plus uh, there's files here on uh, different, uh, you know, individuals that come on this platform. And all of you, mashallah, do have uh, big pockets of uh, listeners that are, you know, addressing specific questions to you. And uh, this one says, uh, Dear Marcus Medical Files with Shafaat, we would appreciate if the organic herbalist, uh, Yusuf Mali, can discuss about uh, this medication. I will send a link, the RB family, Allah reward. I think you have this um, uh, thing about this medication. It says how this medication killed 60,000 people, Yusuf. Allahu Akbar, subhanAllah. When we look at uh, the medical industry, and, and I'm not going to uh, falter them, I'm going to falter the pharmaceutical industry. We you see um, both work hand in hand, but uh, we do need our doctors because they are qualified to understand what is wrong with our condition, what is wrong with us. So we, we need to falter where the problem is, and that's pharmaceutical. Now, the pharmaceutical industry is a, um, how can I say, uh, an organization that focuses on uh, looking for alternatives where they devoid themselves from organic or anything that is of natural or botanical base. So they create everything in laboratories. So uh, when they do do that, they devoid the special um, uh, touch of Allah. Uh, that special touch, which is so we know that uh, every fruit has a DNA stamp. We know that every molecule on this planet has a DNA stamp, a stamp that is Allah. Now, when we go to the laboratory, we devoid all that because we make it out of chemicals and these types of chemicals that uh, is uh, not organic based. Now, when we uh, take medication, uh, we should know it comes with side effects. There is no medication that doesn't come with side effects. And that side effects cause adverse effects. And that adverse effects becomes our uh, various different other symptoms or, or, or uh, adverse effect uh, um, uh, ailments or afflictions that we suffer from afterwards. So uh, that point needs to be raised, that we need to first understand that. So when we look at uh, the various different types of um, uh, medis medicine or um, uh, treatments that is offered uh, by the pharmaceutical industry, we must uh, actually be very cautious on it. If we do see any uh, um, severe side effects of taking a certain drug, we need to report that to our doctor. We need to tell them, excuse me, but I'm not feeling good. I'm feeling dizzy. Um, I have this nauseousness. I've taken the tablet and uh, uh, I feel disorientation or I'm uh, vomiting or I'm having chest pains. And these are things that needs to be brought to the attention of your physician so that they can then look, okay, maybe the drug is too strong. We need to then give you something else. Because just remember, when you go to your doctor, you're going to them with a condition or a ailment that you're suffering from. So they have to deduce what is the problem. 
is not to say they got now the special x-ray eyes. You come to the doctor and immediately they can see what is wrong with you and they can give you the right medication. No, unfortunately, even when you go to hospital, they will have to experiment and find the the best diagnosis or the best uh, recommendation to help heal your condition because everyone is different. So they will look at the, the common symptoms and characteristics that you might have with someone else and there's a possibility that this medication might work. Now that point needs to be raised as well. Now we come to the drug which is called Vioxx. Now Vioxx has been um, uh, touted and promoted as a viable um, alternative to opioids. Now, opioids is used in order to help with pain. So when you come to the doctor and you complain that I have the severe pain in my back, in my muscles, uh, which is either front or rear, a pain that is excessive that I cannot, I cannot fathom what the problem is, the doctors will look, okay, please describe the pain, please describe the uh, condition. No, it's in my spine and it runs down my legs. Oh, then it could be sciatic nerve. So for sciatic nerve, we will recommend a different type of opioids. But now when there is inflammation, then you have to provide anti-inflammatory. Now the anti-inflammatory drug, which is called Vioxx, was regarded as the, uh, actually not uh, by everyone, but mostly by the company that was selling it as the best alternative to opioids because there wasn't any. So um, Vioxx, uh, then, um, which is under the Merck uh, brand, Merck is the company, and uh, Vioxx was the, uh, the drug that they were promoting. And they, they said, no, this drug is so awesome, you will see uh, relief in your pain. Uh, uh, but they didn't concentrate on the side effects. And the side effects were gastrointestinal side effects and also cardiovascular. And um, uh, they said, no, that is minor, that maybe those people with those conditions were suffering from that uh, pre-existing condition the, the, they became uh, sick and oh, that's the reason why uh, the, the, the problem persisted. But now when we go into the details and we saw that Vioxx was a prescription drug, it wasn't just like just on a trial and then he said, okay, that's it. No, they actually made it a prescription drug and it was used to relieve signs of symptoms of arthritis, acute pain in adults, painful menstrual cycles. And then it went further. They said, they, they said no, it can do more. It can even help with cancer. It can help with a variety of other um, uh, severe conditions. And well, People believed and they accepted. Now, some considered this voluntary, uh, what's the name, uh, uh, method of um, promoting that uh, it was working. But after, literally, after just a few years, uh, since it was uh, uh, from inception in 1998 till 2004, when it was removed from the shelves by the own makers, which is the manufacturer, which is Merck, after studies revealed that it was linked to increased dangerous cardiovascular events such as strokes and heart attack. Many believe that it was a huge loss for valuable drugs. Now, research further published in the uh, medical journal Lancet estimated that 88,000 Americans had severe heart attacks from taking Vioxx, and over 38,000 of them died. 
So subhanAllah, we're not talking about something that was simple and something that was uh, nothing to talk about. No, this is only in America and only American study. What happened to the rest of the world? So subhanAllah. So now some doctors said that uh, people taking bowels because they have a risk of such a gastrointestinal problems could switch to one of the more uh, recommended uh, prescribed drugs, which we found out is Pfizer's, Celebrex, and Bexetra. Now, that is now a different spin on things. Why? Because Celebrex and Bexetra is even used up till today. Now, while there is no direct comparison between Celebrex and Vioxx, an overview analysis led by Oxford researchers demonstrated that there is an equally effective dose that cardiovascular risk of Celebrex and Vioxx were identical. So subhanAllah. So even though Vioxx is off from the market, we still have something that is on the market, which is Celebrex, and something that we are using in South Africa and a lot of, uh, how can I say, our elderly using it for their arthritis, for the acute pain and painful menstrual cycles. They're using Celebrex and Bixitra. So it has this identical, um, how can I say, characteristics of that of Vioxx. So even though Vioxx was removed, why wasn't Celebrex and Bexetra? Well, that's a good question because these medications were no, are no longer available in the U.S. due to the high risk of causing heart problems like heart attack or stroke. Similar to Vioxx, Bexetra and Celebrex now raises the, the, the million-dollar questions. But now you have uh, the FDA that um, was scratching his head and thinking, we need to do something. Or maybe they were paid. Nobody knows. Okay, I'm not going to go push anything further. I'm not going to push that leaf. But we do know what happens with many drugs that are pushed to go ahead and something happens. So now in 2005, FDA concluded that Celebrex can stay on the market because its potential benefit and outweighs its risks. So subhanAllah, um, uh, are we uh, are just but a number in this uh, Ponzi scheme that is called pharmaceutical industry? That That's a question that needs to be asked because if we are but only numbers, what is the end goal? Is it that to really fix and heal our condition or is it just to reach that um, how can I say that uh, ceiling that they're trying to achieve with enough money in the bank? Uncle Shafa, your thoughts. You know, uh, Yusuf, uh, as you say, uh, you know, I've been thinking of all the uh, different types of medication we had and, uh, you know, very popular one, like, hey, grandpa and have Panado and have, uh, uh, you know, deep heat or put all these things, ointment on you and uh, Voltaren. And it. But the, the beauty part of the whole thing is uh, they still will uh, give you, uh, you know, a warning sign and then you read it there and they'll write there, uh, you know, dosage, so much of dosage. But if you overtake, if there's an overdose, and these are the symptoms. And sometimes, you know, when you take this medication, you will have these symptoms. You'll get dizziness, or you'll get nausea, or you'll get uh, you know, spewing and so forth. But people still take it, uh, Yusuf, and doctors still prescribe it. Why? Unfortunately, you see, uh, doctors are not um, allowed to practice alternative medicine. Doctors are given a certificate so that they are, uh, do understand the use of uh, pharmaceutical drugs. So they're given the uh, certificate to operate and to use uh, pharmaceutical drugs. So therefore, they are limited to what they can 
offer patients. Because the minute you do a holistic homeopathic um, treatments with patients, uh, you lose the license because you don't have authority to do both. Uh, because they don't regard homeopathic or, or botanical or uh, herbal medicine as a viable solution because there wasn't enough peer review to confirm that uh, um, chamomile is good or to find out that ashwagandha really helps or shilajit really purifies the blood. Um, there's not enough evidence, even though it is over 3,000 years old, the study, but uh, um, a hundred-year peer review um, uh, uh, Ponzi scheme is working, and they feel that is true. Now, I keep mentioning Ponzi scheme. Why? Because it is all who can buy into it. If the if the mass and the uh, population buys into the understanding that uh, pharmaceutical is the alternative to save humanity, then everybody will uh, make that product or that um, ideology a fact and make it as true as the only solution to humanity. And disregarding the Garden of Eden that Allah has given us. And subhanAllah, uh, we are looking at uh, the waters of, uh, of turmoil and, uh, and chaos and saying this is the only way we need to use it. We need to take it in small amounts because if we take too much, we will die. If we take too much, uh, we will become, uh, 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 it will cause a catastrophic result to us. Uh, but we, yeah, we have a Garden of Eden, which Allah has granted us, a pharmace- uh, the, uh, the pharmacy where that is a solution for each and every ailment that we have. No, we can't do that because it takes too long. Uh, we can't do that because it doesn't taste nice. Uh, we can't do that because uh, it doesn't look nice. So we have adopted the appearance of um, uh, treatment um, uh, as how effective it is. And that is how mainstream, um, uh, how can I say, brainwashing and propaganda has been used in order to uh, uh, move people away from the understanding that, uh, as we know, when we were younger, if it is bitter, it is good for you. But today, no, children won't touch a bitter pole or a bitter fruit because no, it's not good for me because it's bitter. I want something sweet, only sweet works. And that is unfortunately uh, the reality that we are in. And how do we change that? Uh, it will take another thousand years for change because our mindset has been programmed to accept that the poll works for us. Push back. No, Yusuf, uh, whilst you're talking about uh, bittersweet, and uh, I, my mind just diverted then. I thought of, uh, you know, the Chinese fruit, they have a, a red plum in it with, uh, with uh, that honey-coated sweet. I don't know if you tried that, but it's so addictive, Yusuf. You just, you know, if you try it, you'll go, uh, like, you'll finish half a packet. I don't know. Did you try that, Yusuf? Um, actually, my wife actually enjoys it. I don't. Uh, for me, it's not. Uh, um, you see, certain that's not a. a it's like a tamarind fruit, um, uh, but is audience uh, kept on um, brain. It's not everybody uh, takes a liking to it. Uh, myself, no. Uh, I don't. I'm not so much for for that uh, for that fruit, unfortunately. 
Okay, the one uh, that I've been enjoying is made of uh, honey and with that in it. But uh, moving on, uh, Yusuf, you know, I'm really enjoying the contents uh, that are coming through. Uh, let's go with the, uh, this question. It says, Assalamu alaikum, Marcus Radio. Excellent uh, program. Please refer to Dr. Yusuf Mali. I have heard about healing sounds. It sounds like echoes in the galaxy. People say it heals uh, through vibrations, frequencies, and energies. Please uh, share your views. Also discuss healing of reading Quran. Wassalam, Sabir Ghani. Sabir Ghani getting into the waves, uh, Yusuf. Wow, subhanAllah, what a beautiful question. And we talk about uh, the healing power of listening. You see, alhamdulillah, Allah has granted us uh, the capacity to hear which sounds are beautiful to us. And sounds, and they, that's the time you appreciate it. And when you appreciate good sound, like the listening and the recitation of Quran, and you understand it also, that makes it even more fruitful for you. Alhamdulillah, those who just listen, just for listening, Allah reward you. You are blessed already. Now, subhanAllah, uh, uh, it's been uh, proven by science. How effective is sound? Uh, sound that can be used as a method of um, uh, nurturing, not only fruit and vegetable, but nurturing children, nurturing adults, nurturing elderly, um, just by listening to a sound that is um, gratifying, that is uh, uplifting to that individual. Uh, subhanAllah, um, that has been proven by science over and over again. So now, when we look at uh, the Quran, and we listen, we know that this is the kalam of Allah. This is a message from Allah to us. So we must listen. We must try and figure out what is Allah telling us? What is Allah speaking to me and you? Even though we read the same Quran, we understand the Quran different, uh, how you would understand it because your journey was a different journey than mine. So how you um, connect to the Quran and you understand, but this ayah speaks to me and that ayah speaks to my family, that ayah speaks about my business, that ayah. So when you understand all that and now you're listening to it with the melodious uh, voice of a uh, Qari that is also uh, inspiring you to uh, to tears or inspiring you to uh, to sit down and reflect and contemplate and understand and do that introspection and saying, that ayat is speaking to me. Why is it speaking to me? Why? Why is Allah speaking to me and I'm not taking notice? Why? So once we start doing that and we're saying, subhanAllah, there is something I'm doing that isn't right. There's something that I am doing that is right. So what am I doing that Allah, Allah loves me? What am I doing that Allah wants me uh, to, to make changes in others or make changes for others? Because subhanAllah, when we understand we are Khalifatullah, uh, uh, that was a very beautiful book by um, uh, uh, Dr. Mawlana Fadl Rahman Al-Ansar Rahmatullah when he was here in South Africa in 1972. He had uh, quite a few lectures here and I did that book for many years on Voice of the Cape with the author uh, that transcribed those lectures that is uh, none other than Imam Mahari Krill. And uh, we uh, go into detail that how we as human beings are Khalifatullah. We are vice uh, vice parents on this earth to serve Allah by serving humanity. So when we come to the point, but I'm supposed to serve the next person, but I hate him. 
I don't like him. When the Quran tells you, love your neighbor more than you love your own family, love your, uh, love others more than you love yourself, the Quran's telling me to do this. And now I'm told that I'm supposed to serve others without uh, uh, looking for praise or looking for, for accolades. I'm there to help. So subhanAllah, because if I help them and they make dua for me, Allah accepts it. And that means I have fulfilled my duty. So subhanAllah, when we start uh, uh, looking at all these connections that we have to Allah, with Allah, for the purpose of serving Allah by serving mankind, subhanAllah, it becomes so mind-bogglingly interesting that we're saying, wow, when I just picked up the phone and I uh, greeted this person with beauty and with humility, Immediately that person who received my, who heard my voice and received my message, accepted it and understood it. And they feel loved by just listening to the next person. It just shows you the power of the auditory canal. But more importantly, your speech and how you speak and what you say. So when you have the kalam of Allah on your, on your tongue, when you have the understanding of that kalam of Allah by knowing each huruf and each method and how to interpret that kalam of Allah, subhanAllah, that becomes rewarding to the person that listens to it and you that is also um, advocating it, uh, that's promoting it, subhanAllah, it becomes a beautiful both all parties. So therefore, when you listen to sound, sound is beneficial when it's done correctly. Today, we have our children listening to the weirdest songs. We listen to the television having on the ugliest and dirtiest things. SubhanAllah, is that bringing us closer to Allah? Is that uh, um, uh, uh, ensuring that our uh, our path uh, and our um, to Jannah and our path towards Jannah is uh, uh, profitable? Is it uh, going to reap us any reward? So subhanAllah, uh, when we start looking at all those things, Uncle, Uncle Shafat, we need to understand, is this good for me or not? What's your thoughts? Well, you know, you got my mind uh, flowing in a pool of, uh, pool of thoughts there, and it's absolutely, you know, uh, the prescription is there. I mean, the divine decree and the ultimate, the, that used to call it the final testament of the noble Quran, guides us and it's a it's a, it's your manifesto to uh, guaranteed fear those and yes read the quran with understanding and meaning and the quran will chase away all those uh, iblises that try and come and visit you yeah make sure you know you chase it away with the recitation of the quran I really enjoyed that, uh, Yusuf. Yeah, really, you were very comprehensive there indeed. And I'm, if you were doing that show, I would have been uh, enthralled sitting in the company of you two wise gentlemen there. But uh, moving on, uh, I'm looking at your questions that are, that are coming through here. Yeah. Abdul says, Assalamu alaikum. I hear a lot of screaming and shouting amongst couples in my neighborhood. It seems uh, that uh, these calming tablets and other medication is having an adverse effect. Please, uh, please comment. That uh, I was about to chuckle there, but uh, this seems it's a reality, Yusuf. 
Well, subhanAllah, because we're fact, when we're talking about calming drugs or antidepressants or uh, the use of um, these type of anxiety drugs um, or psychotic drugs, antipsychotic drugs, uh, many a times it leads to a psychosis that uh, becomes an issue. For example, um, when you overdose or, or you take too much or the, uh, you over, uh, overuse of a certain drugs, you do have either side effects of blurry vision, dizziness, drowsiness, fatigue, dry mouth, a feeling of agitation and restlessness, uh, headaches, nauseous, and even affecting your sexual relationship. So now when you have a married couple, that you have a problem with uh, being agitated with one another or restless with one another or having a sexual problem with one another. SubhanAllah, immediately you'll hear husband and wife shouting and screaming and going on. No, but I'm right, you're right. No, you're right. No, you're wrong. I'm wrong. I'm right. So having that whole conundrum, um, we see that happening. And we see it on a daily basis. So are they taking too much of a drug? Are they taking too little of the drug? Or do they need the drug? Those are the questions that need to be asked. Uh, at the end of the day, we want to see a sane society, not an insane society. Uh, that's what. That's my thoughts. What's yours on Pashupan? Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, you know, it seems as if uh, all this is uh, propaganda that comes uh, through, as you say, medicine and uh, through media. And uh, people, you know, perhaps uh, since uh, the uh, 1990, this poor country that was once upon a time a very pure country, had no pornography, had no uh, violent movies and so forth. Suddenly there was an explosion of all the filth coming through and all these violence coming through. And uh, people may, may have grown through that generation. And, you know, these types of movies by telling human beings to do things that is that humans should be doing. And maybe that has an adverse effect on uh, the couples of today, uh, Yusuf. No, so, so alhamdulillah, um, uh, when I say alhamdulillah, we have to come to the realization that there is so many things that's influencing us, um, influencing us in various ways. When we as Muslims uh, embrace the Quran and we embrace the value of the Quran that is for us and humanity, we say Alhamdulillah. But when we are influenced by the, the Nasara or uh, by Dajjal or by the demonic forces that is there that wants to corrupt our sanity, that wants to corrupt our way of thinking, that corrupt the way we embrace Allah's beauty and love, subhanAllah, then it's, then it's an issue. And we see this and uh, uh, that corruption is leading to a, uh, an insane society that is driving humanity insane. That's my thoughts, Uncle Shafat. Then another thing, a very important point to discuss with you here is uh, a sexuality being uh, taught. Uh, I mean, uh, to kids, I mean, you look at the, uh, uh, I don't know if I discussed this with you, that uh, the pregnancy rate over, I think, 100,000 uh, uh, kids from primary school, uh, had children and so forth. I mean, uh, what type of uh, valueless system is that? Uh, I mean, uh, those fathers that did this, uh, the, uh, most of them don't even know who the fathers are. So, you know, the, has the church failed the people? Or, oh, you know, you can't blame them because the government is only after your bucks there, Yusuf. 
Uncle Shafan, you're putting me on the spot because I'm on that, uh, uh, you know, that pony ride, but more on a horse ride that is so against uh, this fast thinking where they want to educate our children and give them adult material, which is not for the age. So, subhanAllah, that's happening. And um, this as a crusade against this kind of manipulation of our children. You are changing the mindset of our children. You're changing the way they must, you're changing the way that they are because you are giving them grown-up material. You're teaching and showing them things which is, as, is, uh, as we know in Islam, it's haram. You cannot show information or material of that to somebody that is not muqallaf. And even a person who is muqallaf, you do not show him material which can degrade his sanity and degrade his thinking as a human being. And we are in our uh, education system, or should I say global education system, is on this drive to teach children how to, to, to respect their uh, sexual identity by responding to who they are or what they want to be and giving them, which is five-year-olds, three-year-olds, the right to choose their own gender. And when they do that, they feel like uh, I'm being pressurized by my teacher or by society that I am not a boy, I'm a girl. I'm not a girl, I'm a boy. Or you have the right to have a sexual relationship with your co-student um, uh, because it's a school project or it is homework that needs to be done, subhanAllah. That is filthy. And that is not something I'm on that crusade against this kind of thinking, this kind of promotion, which is being done by global genders for teaching and corrupting our youth to uh, the beauty that is that, uh, an innocence and naivety that they have and corrupting it to fulf, subhanAllah. Uncle Shafar, I do not want to go more because if I do, subhanAllah, uh, mm. I will be used language that is not... Okay. Uh, that, no, no, I, 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 I actually do respect that, and I think both you and I uh, fall under the same category. But uh, let's move on uh, with our questions uh, that have come through. Uh, Naimatullah Orhan, he says, Assalamu alaikum to Marcus uh, team and uh, medical files. If we can cure ailments uh, from its uh, root, why are we treating it superficially? Uh, Naimatullah has got a great question there, Yusuf. Well, subhanAllah, uh, many, uh, uh, it goes back to that uh, first question that we had on Vioxx. Uh, you see, uh, we have come to the, uh, to the conclusion and the solution for quick fixes. We're not looking at something that our body takes time to heal and our body takes time to respond. When we are um, giving our body poison, we are manipulating our immune system and manipulating our biological system to have an immediate response. And that immediate response is where you react immediately. Whereas if you, for example, if you eat food, for example, you're eating um, uh, bland food for five, ten years, you have, you, you, you have an alkaline body. So by the time you reach 50, 60, you don't suffer from uh, uh, problems like uh, gastric ulcer, you don't have problem with uh, with uh, uh, um, 
uh, colon polyps or having problems with uh, um, even colon cancer because we have uh, uh, we've had a bland way of eating. But when we become more excited and we're eating uh, more, um, how can I say, interesting, and we're saying, no, I love my curries, I love my um, uh, 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 tikka chicken, and you name the, the, the very spicy foods that we have nowadays, uh, within a matter of five, ten years, we start having uh, problems with our bowels. Um, we're having either um, weak bowels, we're having a problem with our with infections or inflammation in our tummy, uh, or either colitis, gastritis, or we have irritable bowel syndrome, uh, because our system wasn't designed for such heavy spiciness. It was uh, once in a while, no problem, uh, but uh, it was designed more for bland. Um, you see, uh, we introduced it as human, as we evolved, we introduced um, the various uh, type of, uh, how can I say, adaptogens that is, uh, that is exciting. And uh, um, we have now gone past the point where it is actually uh, just as a method of, uh, how can I say, entertainment. We have come to the point where it's actually becoming something that is detrimental to our health. So when that we've reached that point, um, we can say that but I'm taking a tablet and it's not working. Or I'm taking a herbal medicine and uh, I don't see the immediate results because your system has changed. If you had to have a bland method of eating and you are introduced to a herbal mixture or condiment, you will see a reaction within three, four or five days. Um, but if you have a very active lifestyle, and uh, or should I say even a dirty lifestyle with junk foods and all that, so when you have something that is botanically good for you, you don't see immediately results. You only see results in the third week or a month later because your body needs to uh, adapt um, to the treatment. So therefore, chemicals have a quicker reaction, whereas with botanical, herbal, it takes longer. Now, uh, you have, as I said, we're looking for quick fix. We want to have a quick solution, but we don't realize that um, the quick solution come with major side effects, and it can help you now, but you will see in the long run so many other uh, adverse or severe symptoms um, and uh, ailments that we'll be suffering from later. Uncle Shepa? You know, Yusuf, uh, that's a topic on its own. Uh, we could go on uh, discussing that the whole evening, you know, bringing the different types of food and some are very gassy and people are addicted to lentils or broad beans and uh, then they go for, uh, you know, cabbages and so forth. But anyway, we leave that. I think we'll do, need to do a show on that. And uh, this one says, uh, Shy Brew. Hey, there's a shy one here, uh, Yusuf. And he says, I have uh, fatty episodes all over my body. Allah forbid what people will think of me at Gusul time for my, for my janaza. Could wow. uh, Yusuf get, uh, could Yusuf get uh, rid of them herbally? Yusuf, this is, uh, this is uh, like a sad question here for me. Uh, yes, it, uh, yes, that is a sister that's asking that question because, um, um, you see, unfortunately, women have a slower metabolism, whereas men have a faster metabolism. With a slower metabolism, you just need to have a little indulging a little of the bad um, uh, eating lifestyle or chunk lifestyle and it will sit on your hips for many 
many years. No matter how, many, how much of exercise and uh, how much of uh, dieting you do, you never really get rid of it because once it's on the hips, it stays on the hips. So uh, you have now the issue where the sister is talking about the um, fatty episodes. Now, fatty episodes around the body, now those are either um, fatty lumps, you get uh, fatty lumps in various different uh, categories around the body, um, uh, depending on uh, the lifestyle. And we go back to the diet, uh, because inevitably you are what you eat. I've always been saying that. So when you eat wrong, you leave the residue of dirt in your system. That residue then becomes um, a, a foreign particle and it uh, travels through the body and finds a place where it can rest. And those are fatty episodes. Now that fatty episodes then uh, become is either toxic to the body, so then it becomes sensitive to the touch, then you have to uh, get rid of it as soon as possible. If it's not sensitive to the touch and you can still feel it, um, but it's irritating, uh, either you live with it or you do um, various other treatments. Now, the question is, can you do herbal? Yes, you can. And alhamdulillah, I've had uh, quite a few uh, people over the years that have been suffering from various um, uh, fatty episodes over the body, not just one location, but several. So what is necessary is uh, the type of massage that's necessary, the type of uh, topical treatment that is necessary with uh, a, a proper detox. Now, the combination of all three, you see very good results, inshallah. I mean, and alhamdulillah, as I said, I have been doing that and uh, very good results with that. So that's on that point. But then uh, going to the other point where we're talking about when it leaves the residue. Now, unfortunately, you have certain individuals that even though they did the three, um, uh, they are predisposed to, uh, uh, how can I say, a heavy frame. Uh, you have uh, certain individuals, no matter what they are doing, they're doing exercising, they're doing everything that is right, everything that is recommended, but they're not losing that fat. Unfortunately, those are pe- people who are genetically, um, how can I say, uh, uh, it's uh, uh, predisposed, uh, genetically predisposed to that condition. So no matter what they're going to do, they're not going to get rid of that excess fat. And that's called excess fat. You get the fatty episodes, which is just fat that you can uh, get rid of through exercise. And, but then you have those who have predisposed fat, unfortunately, uh, you will, you, no matter what you're going to do, it's not going to be, um, uh, uh, how can I say, very effective. But not saying you mustn't try. No, you're still going to get off from that, out of that couch. Uh, you're still going to um, uh, uh, go and exercise, run around the block. Don't kick it under the bed. You must carry that block with you and go around the block and um, uh, do some, uh, do enough drinking, drink enough water, and make sure that the water you are drinking is warm water. Uh, you can put some lemon and ginger in the water to help with speeding up your metabolism. You must look at methods of improve, uh, uh, increasing your metabolism. As I said when I started off, women have a slower metabolism. Men have a faster metabolism. With a faster metabolism, we burn fat faster. Women, because they have a slower metabolism, this is for child rearing. Allah has designed you like that. So unfortunately, you have to now be more careful in the way you eat and the way you exercise. 
And when you're exercising, do the uh, calisthenics that will improve your uh, muscle tone and uh, improve your cardiovascular activity. So when you do that, you start burning fat. So it's very important you follow that protocol, inshallah. I really like your comprehensive answer, uh, and uh, Allah bless you for that, uh, Yusuf. Question here, it says, uh, my wife and I went to Turkey for a four-week holiday. When we departed, we weighed uh, 80 and 86 kgs. When we got back, we weighing uh, 60 and 65 kgs. Uh, should we uh, should we be concerned and put back our normal weights? Uh, Yusuf, your thoughts? <laughs> Uncle Shafat, I hope you enjoyed Turkey. Turkey is beautiful. And I think that couple also saw Turkey, and that means they've uh, seen all the beauties and wonders of Turkey. That means they were moving a lot. So they were burning up fat a lot. So, subhanAllah, you've been rewarded with a good physique. Now, at the moment, don't spoil it. Don't go back to normal. Try and maintain it. What it shows you. Get out more. See how beautiful our country is. You'll be amazed how wonderful and awesome South Africa is. So you have explored and enjoyed Turkey. Explore and enjoy South Africa with your newfound weight and maintain it, inshallah. Yeah, that's a good advice. And then certain people say, hey, man, what happened to you? You know, generally when you lose weight. So people don't worry about what they tell you. Keep it down. Keep it down. Uh, this question says, when I fly to different parts of the country, I get a different reaction to my mental and physical well-being. Uh, is this normal? Yusuf? Yes, most definitely, Uncle Shafat. It is normal because uh, you have the, uh, you must understand, um, uh, we have uh, nine different provinces. Each province is unique in its own way. So if you're traveling all nine provinces, you would see that in Cape Town, it's cold and bitter cold. But at the same time, it's refreshing. It's, um, it's got a uh, uh, crisp weather. So you enjoy the weather and uh, uh, even though it's cold. You go up to the north, you go to the northwest, uh, western Cape, you get there to cold, cold weather where it is more hotter and uh, the, the, the air is more thicker and uh, you struggle breathing if you're going to be running a lot. So it, you have immediately changes your mindset. So you're no more calm and collective like you were in Cape Town. You are feel more agitated. The heat is actually bothering you. Now you move from, uh, uh, from the northwest and you go to Johannesburg. Come to Johannesburg, it's even worse So uh, than the Northwest. But you have the beauty of uh, intermingling with people you have because Northwest, it's far and wide. You only see somebody. So we're in Johannesburg. It's uh, 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 Gauteng is our capital uh, city of uh, South Africa. So Pretoria, Gauteng area. So immediately you are with people. So your mindset also changed because you are now with. So you're not crazy like you were in Northwest looking for uh, water, looking for people, looking for uh, sustenance. Now in Johannesburg, you're enjoying uh, uh, people. You're enjoying. So immediately you're mental, mentally you, uh, uh, you are more rich because you have uh, uh, that human connection. Now you move from there to KwaZulu-Natal. Wow, warm beaches. You have the awesome food in Uncle Shafat will offer. Uh, <laughs> you have a different mindset. You, you feel like, wow, this is a place to be. 
but until Durban becomes summer, and then you're like, why am I still here? I'm don't belong in Durban. It's not for me. So then you move in down the coast. You go to Port Elizabeth, and you immediately you have a different mindset. Why? Because it's so windy. It blows you around from here to there. You you are actually listening to other people's troubles all the time because it's blowing in your into your pathway. So immediately now you're mentally affected. You you also have uh, um, uh, uh, physical well-being is also affected. So now you sit with the conundrum. Do I migrate to Cape Town or do I go to Durban? You are, the choice is yours. Uncle Shafan? You know, I tell you, Yusuf, you were absolutely brilliant there. Brilliant. And, you know, you uh, encompassed the whole uh, scenario. And uh, this uh, last week I was in uh, Johannesburg and I recall that, uh, okay, when I left Durban, and uh, I mean, I'm a Pakka Durban night, right? So when I left, I don't know, when I hit Johannesburg, Something told me, sleep, you are going to into a deep sleep, go and sleep. Yusuf, I slept, <laughs> I was there for three days, I slept for about two and a half days, Yusuf. <laughs> and when I got back home, I knew all my chores were waiting for me. The birds were waiting for me, the roosters, the hens, the fish, my cats, they're all on me. I can, where were you? Get busy now. Hey, now, talk now, to me, Yusuf. Now, looking at your aspect, right, you're coming from a hot climate, a hot environment, and you're going to Johannesburg, which is literally 300 kilometers away, but it's much more colder there. So you're coming from a hot where your whole body and your metabolism is working fast and everything. You're coming to a colder environment, so now your body's incubating, and now your body says, nope, I need to cocoon myself. I need to go into hibernation. And that's what you went into. You went into hibernation. And now you come out of hibernation back into the hot climate. Okay, now I'm ready for work because my body got that rest. That's what you went for. You went for hibernation. Hey, bless you, eh? Come on, you know, you're getting old, man. You're getting sick. Yeah, I said, you know, Allah has blessed us. Allah wants us to do work. And we'll work, inshallah, for the pleasure of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Really enjoying the conversation with you, uh, Yusuf. Uh, uh, this one here says, I love a beetle leaf and the works. It gives me a tranquil feeling. I want to know, is this concoction organic? <laughs> hey, we've got hey. some addicts here this evening, Yusuf. Hey, 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 bitter leaf, subhanAllah. Uh, bitter leaf, also known as pan. Wow. Okay. Uh, there is a very close relationship between bitter and <laughs> And pan, and as we know, pan is something that people really enjoy. So, uh, asking the question: uh, Is a, co a concoction organic? Yes, but uh, there is also uh, severe side effects that you need to be careful for for the overuse of pan or the uh, better leaf. So it depends on what you, how you're using better leaf, and with what are you using it with. Um, uh, uh, those are the, uh, the questions that we need to ask uh, the individual. So. Um, if they're enjoying pan, well, it's uh, uh, yeah, not everybody likes it, but uh, those who do, they really enjoy it. So uh, it's uh, more to do with the uh, uh, person's own preference. So uh, that's my uh, uh, thoughts on that. But I find looking at uh, the various uh, um, side effects that you have may lead to allergic reactions. It's also known for moderately affecting the chewing. Uh, also, um, some people say that it helps with the mouth and with uh, fresh breath, but it does have side effects. It irritates your gums, it stiffens up the jaw, and uh, if you're chewing too much, so it does come with side effects. So 
uh, it's not to say that it's all good, um, that it's uh, that you can use it. There is also uh, uh, some people that have even, or some doctors that have pointed out, there's a, a raised alarm, there's a risk of mouth cancer, esophageal cancer, especially of the food pipe um, that can lead to cancer. So that is uh, uh, being, uh, how can I say, uh, advised, or uh, that it's, it's ill-advised to actually use it. So... I mean, there's um, either that uh, people say, but I want to get away from tobacco. So I'm using uh, pan or I'm using vodka or I'm using better leaf. So it's working for me. Um, so, well, it's, as I said, it is preference, but everything do come with a side effect if you if you abuse it. Uncle Shabbat? Yeah, not for me. Not for me. Definitely not for me. I can't do that. And then you find those people from India when they have their pan, they're spitting Everywhere. In 1990, it was the first time I went uh, uh, to Medina in 1990 with my mom. My, my aunt got married there. So um, uh, we were there in Medina and literally we, uh, when we came out of a hotel, we had to look where we were walking because you had the people that uh, chew a little, spit it against mm. you the floors and everywhere. It, my auntie got crazy. She said, I don't know where to walk. What? Why are these people spitting everywhere? You just see red, red, red everywhere. So, subhanAllah, for me, it was very disgusting. And that really changed my, uh, changed the way uh, uh, I actually perceived and thought of pan after that. Mm. Yeah, I can't uh, maybe, you know, you feel like reprimanding them. Say, hey, don't do that. It's a culture. I said, what a spitty culture. But uh, moving on from there, Yusuf, uh, let's do one more question before we round up uh, this evening. Uh, this one that says, yeah, once a tooth starts falling off after 60, can the process be halted by herbal remedies? Uh, what's your take there, Yusuf? Unfortunately, no. When once you have calcium deficiency, um, it's uh, and uh, you start losing calcium uh, in your mouth, uh, and causing cavities, uh, there's no herbal treatment that can help with that. Uh, there's no medical. Um, um, mostly, uh, the, you would either put in uh, dentures or you're having a lot of people putting in uh, uh, um, uh, uh, cavity. Uh, 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 what do you call that thing now? Um, I'm implants. Just like, implants. Implants. That, here we yeah. go. Implants is the new uh, new way to go. Um, that's the only alternative because once you start losing it, uh, there's nothing we can do about it. You're going to get uh, gaps. And uh, unfortunately, in Cape Town, people love gaps. And so that's why they have gaps in their front teeth. <laughs> Some reason. Okay. Hey, you. <laughs> Naughty guys. Yeah, they've got gaps there because of the water they drink. It takes a... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought they had lovely spring water, but the gaps come because they're dropping all that water and it makes a gap. Hey, my engineer is saying we still have about a few more minutes. Okay, thank you, engineer. Let's do the, uh, this question here, Yusuf. Uh, okay, uh, yeah, yeah, bring that screen more down. Yeah, Jazakallah. It says here, here in KZN, the mosquitoes are running rampant. Uh, rampant. Is there a uh, herbal deterrent that can help? Yusuf, I'll buy it from you. Talk to us. <laughs> Uh, we've tried it, we've, uh, we've tried our best using the best type of herbs, but uh, uh, in in Durban, you have those gangster mosquitoes, they are bulletproof. You can try whatever you want to, whatever herbs, 
it's not working on uh, those mosquitoes. But it's not to say we mustn't try. Maybe we must use uh, some kind of uh, uh, pellet gun that has uh, that uh, uh, awesome repellent power to shoot those mosquitoes. Or maybe the slipper just works. Unfortunately, the slippers always works. But there are herbs. Not saying we mustn't uh, try the, the use of herbs uh, because there's variety like lemon balm, floss flower, citronella. Uh, people have used a lot of citronella uh, um, in the either um, uh, candles or they use it on uh, various rubs, balms that they use, uh, citronella. Um, you, uh, I would recommend catnip, marigold, uh, basil, lavender, peppermint, even garlic. Maybe make a, a concoction of all of the above. And for me, that's my recommendation. Do a, your own combination. You see, you don't know what really works because you have uh, the uh, species to the areas. Um, uh, acclimation uh, would be with what you are currently using and what you're predominantly using. So if you use something different, you might, it might be the trick. So uh, the, um, for example, if you are using a lot of garlic in your food, in your foods, and you find that in your kitchen you find a lot of cockroaches still there, and there is still cockroaches, even though you have done all your um, the necessities using using either the chemicals, and now you're wanting to use uh, the various types of um, uh, um, herbal uh, repellents. Uh, you're thinking of garlic, thinking of peppermint, but are you using it in your foods? Are you using it in your house? It's not working because that's attracting them. You have to find an alternative that is something that will be a deterrent. So the best way to do it, you, if you know where the nest is or where they hang out, uh, drop a few uh, of these um, uh, essential oils, um, buy maybe uh, one of each, and drop, uh, put a few drops around the area or the nest or where you, fi you find them. If you see that at night when you switch the light off and you have a, um, a thermal camera and you can pick up, okay, they still walk past that dot, so that's not working for them. That's the only way you can check. As I said, the, the species do acclimate. And over, over uh, generations, they acclimate to various types of repellents and various types of uh, chemical repellent. So oh, it might work for the for the first two years, and then three years later, um, they are immune to the the type of poisons that you are uh, put, giving them, putting uh, introducing to them. So it's very important that we do make changes and look at changes and changing that um, uh, repellent that can uh, really make a difference to getting rid of those mosquitoes and cockroaches that is really affecting us. Well, Yusuf, I'm going to tell you, plate, plate on story Eve 8. Brilliant indeed. Your import, uh, input was uh, world-class. And uh, inshallah, Allah bless you for that. Perhaps your parting words uh, this evening. May Allah make it easy for us. It's winter and we must be careful. We uh, do know that it's flu season, so make sure you stock up with all your um, uh, organic adaptogens that can help you fight flu. Um, it's very important that we need to do it organically. Um, and the more we do that, the stronger you make your immune system. Don't become dependent on chemicals because you weaken your immune system. Uh, you need to strengthen your immune system. So make sure that you have your garlic, your ginger, uh, your peppermint, um, your lavender uh, available in your house. So make sure that you have enough of those ginger breads, ginger sweets. Um, and, uh, and as we're going towards uh, 
the middle of winter and more load shedding, you don't want to be in a dark with flu. Uh, so may Allah make it easy. May Allah make it better for each and everyone. And may you have a beautiful, wonderful week, uh, week ahead, inshallah. I mean, and shukran for the opportunity, Uncle Shafan. May you have an awesome week ahead and uh, the best of luck for the rest of the week for your shows. And until we chat again soon, from me, Yusuf Mali, I'll chat to you again. Until we chat again. Yes, sir, Yusuf Mali. Wa alaikum salam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Absolutely brilliant as usual. Time for us to go for the Isha Azan, and inshallah, we will continue with our pertinence of punctuated after that.